Welcome to She Said, She Said podcast. I'm Laura Cox Kaplan. I've spent my entire career as an advocate, connector, problem solver, and master communicator at the highest levels of government and corporate America. With She Said, She Said podcast, I'm sharing what I've learned that's helped me, and I'm drawing additional perspective from a broad range of women who are creating amazing opportunities for themselves and others. Their stories hold important advice and perspective about common challenges and the best ways to tackle them. I know your time is precious, but stick around. I think you'll find this investment in you well worth it. Hi friend, happy new year. I hope yours is off to an amazing start. Today I want to talk a bit about setting goals and good intentions for the year ahead. It tends to work best when you take time to reflect on the previous year and on your progress to date. There are lots of ways to do this, but I have a favorite that works for me and I wanted to share it with you as we kick off this new year together. As I embark on a new year, I do a personal evaluation, which I call my personal year in review. It's a look back at all of the highs and lows, what jumped out at me, and areas where I felt like I excelled, as well as areas where I felt like I dropped the ball and fell short. This year, obviously, my reflections will look very different from past years. So much in 2020 was beyond my control with one significant exception. How well did I embrace what was in front of me and try to make the best of a challenging or less than ideal situation? What did I learn and what might I do differently going forward? Did the experience change me? If so, how? What did I learn about myself? And what lessons will I carry with me going forward? In reality, this idea of looking at challenges based on what we can learn is at the core of a growth mindset, which is something I talked about in episode 132 just before the holiday break. So much in life, whether surviving in a pandemic or not, is beyond our control. How we respond isn't. What we tell ourselves matters, and it's an important reminder as we embrace another year of potential uncertainty. As I worked on this exercise over the weekend, I reflected on how many of the goals and benchmarks that I had set for myself in 2020 had to be massively overhauled or retooled. At the same time, I also saw evidence of the new opportunities that had come as a result of being forced to embrace several necessary pivots. I'm sure your year was very similar. Think about all the things that you had to learn to do or to do differently as a result of the past year. Maybe you didn't decide to learn French or take up knitting or rearrange your closets or bake like a crazy fool, but I'll bet there's some really significant things that you learned about yourself or that you tackled that you likely wouldn't have otherwise. And for those who are parents, how about homeschooling? It probably wasn't perfect, but what did you learn? And think about all that time with your kids. Again, maybe more than you bargained for, 
But what a gift when you think about it in terms of the longer scheme of things. For me, I'm naturally inclined to focus more on the to-dos and the things that are still left to be done rather than what I've already accomplished. This can be pretty typical of women. We tend to be really hard on ourselves. This exercise forces me to reflect on progress that I've made. I find that it's a tremendous confidence booster, even though there are always areas for continued improvement. In normal years, as I do this personal year in review, I quickly start to see some obvious goals for the new year coming out of this exercise. And of course, this year was no exception, even though those goals will look a bit different because of the experience from the past year and because of the pivots that I've had to make. Now, here's how the exercise actually works. It's essentially a brain dump that starts with a narrative to capture the year. I divide mine into a few buckets, things like family and relationships, professional, personal improvement, health and fitness, etc. Most of all, I try not to overcomplicate this. As I reflect on each of those buckets, I capture what I remember and things that were particularly meaningful. I make a lot of notes about the things that impacted me, including conversations like those that I've had on the podcast this year and experiences that left me changed, things that I've learned, books and movies that sparked my curiosity and impacted me in some way. Of course, this year we all had a lot more time for that. Next, I go back through my calendar and my journals for the entire year, and I jot down a few more notes and capture other events and experiences that I've identified as important or where I recognize something that I've learned. In my case, in a more typical year, those calendar entries might have included things like speeches I gave, blogs I've written, podcasts produced, workshops or courses taught, networking and building new relationships and contacts, as well as progress on other types of projects. To the extent that I can capture all of these things numerically, I do that too. This year, because those numbers will either be missing from the list altogether or will be much lower than normal, I'll be looking at how I managed to pivot aspects of those goals into something that allowed progress even though it looked very different from my original plans. For example, my in-person speeches and in-person podcasts were scrapped altogether, but several new opportunities for virtual engagement came up instead that required me to learn quickly some new skills. Another part of this exercise, I also spend time reflecting on my personal relationships. How am I showing up for others? How am I doing as a mom, a wife, and a daughter? And how have I dealt with challenging people and difficult experiences? I reflect on what I've learned and how I did and what I can do better, and also what I can challenge my kids to do better. I often also ask them for their feedback on how I've done as a mom as well. Next, I take all of this and begin to craft my goals for the new year based on this progress report. I call my goals for the new year my plan of action. Included in that are benchmarks and areas to tackle and improve upon in the coming year. Because I've done this for the past few years, I also review the previous year's evaluation and plan of action for the coming year. 
In this case, I'll be reviewing my 2020 plan of action to see how it matched up. How did I perform? And how did I embrace the challenges presented to me that none of us could have anticipated? Most of all, this year I'll be more generous with myself, and I hope you will as well. Finally, one additional element that I include in my plan of action and goals for the new year is a series of why questions that force me to dig deeper into why these things are goals in the first place. Forcing yourself to get clear on why is an essential element needed to actually own the goal and to truly make it a priority. Why does it matter? How will you be better? How will you have a bigger impact for yourself, for those you love, for your community, for whatever higher purpose you aspire to? This two-part exercise, the evaluation and then the plan of action, has worked for me for many years, and I've taught my students how to do this and how to use it to measure their growth and hold themselves accountable for their goals year over year. It's important, though, to pick an approach and to customize it so that it actually works for you, but also challenges you to be accountable to yourself. I'd love to know what works for you as you reflect on the year that's passed and as you set your future intentions. Do you share your resolutions? If so, with whom? And how does that help you? As we launch a new season of She Said, She Said podcast, I'll be talking to my guests about how they set their intentions for the new year and how they stick to them. More to come on that. Until then, I'm sending you my love and my warmest wishes for a wonderful start to the new year. May you embrace your inner growth mindset no matter what life throws your way this year. One thing is for sure. I'll be here working to share thoughts and perspectives to spark your curiosity, leave you feeling engaged and inspired, and hopefully even more ready to tackle the world in your own unique way. Take care, my friend. I'll see you next week. If you're new to She Said, She Said podcast, please be sure to check out our past episodes. And before I let you go, I also want to ask a favor. If you're enjoying She Said, She Said podcast, and I sure hope you are, I would be so grateful if you could share us with your friends. And I would also be so grateful if you would go on iTunes and give us a nice review. Just a few quick words and five stars, if you don't mind, would be awesome. Nice words and nice reviews make a big, big difference. They help us move up the charts and they help others who are looking for content like this to find it more easily. I really appreciate you being here as always. And I hope that you found some great perspective and got a positive lift for your week. I'll see you next time. Take care.